You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Margareta Dovgal, Managing Director at Resource Work Society. And this week's topic is whether the B.C. government is about to proceed with a proposed ban on natural gas home heating for homes. Plus, restaurants in B.C. are asking for help. Margareta, thank you so much for joining us. As always, I'm thrilled to be here. Good morning, Karen. Now, last week, the province was hit with a snap of extreme cold temperatures. Both the electrical and natural gas systems hit records on their utilization as B.C. households turned on the heat. Nevertheless, the province continues to consider a ban on home heating appliances exclusively powered by natural gas. Tell us more about that. Yeah, it was definitely quite cold last week. I uh, actually found myself in northern British Columbia and... Uh, Oh, thank goodness for all the different uh, energy and heating options that were available to us at that time. Uh, you know, hearing from friends in Vancouver, it was, wasn't exactly comfortable. It was, uh, you know, lows uh, hitting negative 12, negative 15, even I heard some places. So uh, it was a, a difficult time. And, you know, we were so grateful to have uh, abundant energy resources at our disposal. Uh, unfortunately, Alberta, you know, just our closest neighbors, uh, I actually fared a little bit worse. Uh, they had even colder uh, temperatures and found themselves importing a tremendous amount from other jurisdictions, um, suffering some serious threats to the reliability of their grid as uh, everyone turned on the heat, uh, whether that's baseboard heating, heat pumps, uh, natural gas, furnaces, uh, all sorts of things just to stave off the frigid temperatures. Um, and BC was able to actually supply them uh, with electricity at the time they needed it. A uh, big part of that, I think, uh, has to do with the fact that uh, energy users in BC actually had some choice and some options. Uh, but this policy that you've mentioned uh, to essentially eliminate the sale and installation of at least exclusively natural gas-based home heating systems um, that's now in consultation, um, I think brings up some important challenges. The target that the government is tentatively setting, and uh, by mid-February they hope to wrap up consultation on this uh, this target, is to eliminate the sale and installation of things that are just natural gas by 2030. A uh, pretty short timeline. Uh, you know, we're in 2024 now. Uh, it doesn't leave very much time for BC households to make fairly sizable investments that would be needed. Uh, but, you know, last week was ultimately a reminder that it's not just a matter of comfort or, uh, you know, convenience. It's fundamentally a matter of survivability uh, when you live in a northern climate where extreme cold can pose a significant hazard to human health and wellness. Um, same is true for uh, the stability and the security of your infrastructure, you know, lots of pipes bursting and uh, other things like that happening uh, when extreme cold hits. It makes it uh, more challenging to even drive, uh, not just uh, whether it's snowy, but, uh, you know, everything from your internal combustion engines to an electric vehicle uh, struggles a little bit uh, when temperatures get that low. Um, and the reality is that we rely on a variety of energy sources to enable us to survive these kinds of things. Um, there was also an announcement last week from BC Hydro about um, a massive investment, $36 billion on the next little while, uh, for a variety of upgrades to the electrical system in BC. They're expecting much more demand, uh, not just coming from things like cold, but uh, population is growing, there's increased electrification, um, and they're you know, certainly making a start in this direction. But uh, still lots of concerns about whether they'll be able to add enough capacity to support these ambitious goals, like uh, essentially forcing consumers to uh, switch to electricity instead of uh, relying on natural gas, which has been serving them well for quite some time. And what impact could such a policy have on B.C. households? 
Well, I think affordability is implicated in two very significant ways. Um, the first one is the capital and operating costs of switching over. Uh, you know, it's much more affordable to run natural gas systems. Um, there's uh, quite uh, a bit of uh, reliability uh, as well, uh, you know, irrespective of which type of natural gas furnace uh, you have, you know, your water system in your home, um, you know, you're, you're using fuel at a pretty predictable rate. You can scale it up, you can scale it down, um, and the input costs uh, aren't that massive. Um, and there's also the cost of just installing it. Heat pumps typically run a little bit more. Um, and there's still some concern that uh, people who could right now be upgrading to more efficient natural gas furnaces uh, are doing that because incentives that used to exist for that have been pulled back. Um, and if those households, uh, even with uh, incentives and you know, bonuses, can't afford the installation of a heat pump system, um, that puts them at quite a disadvantage. Um, and there's another implication as well here. Um, you know, if you are a renter, and many of us in Metro Vancouver certainly are, in fact, over 50% of us are, uh, those are costs that uh, down the line are going to have to be borne by your landlord. Uh, I would expect that those would then carry through to the rent uh, that folks like me pay. Uh, the absolutely astronomical rent prices uh, could almost certainly increase uh, if these costs were added. Um, so there's a concern there, but I also see this as an opportunity for the BC NDP to actually address the concerns of the public. Uh, people are talking about this uh, intensely. We're worried uh, that policies could potentially constrain our options when it comes to dealing with extreme cold and even extreme temperatures of other kinds. Um, so that that's a concern to address, and hopefully those of the business community who would likewise face similar challenges can be considered too. Uh, we... We have a lot of options ahead of us. Uh, it's an election year, and I certainly hope that the public will continue to ask those questions of the government. Now, last week you attended the BC Natural Resources Forum in Prince George. What was your general takeaway? Yeah, you know, I'm essentially getting this sense that the business community or the natural resources portion of it, that is to say forestry, mining, or like gas, depending on how you define it, renewables, um, they're trying to determine whether what is seeming like a new tone from the provincial government, a more conciliatory one, um, one that recognizes the value of jobs and investment, uh, will actually carry through to policy. And there's a lot of stuff that uh, the provincial government is in the process of looking at, amending, changing, uh, or advancing. Um, it's a time of uh, pretty intense uh, policy review. It doesn't feel like business as usual by any stretch. Um, and a lot of those policies can have major implications, not only on affordability for British Columbians, not only on our economic growth and uh, stability as a province, uh, types of jobs and how much they pay that uh, can be delivered by the economy to people that live here, um, but also on our global competitiveness. And, um, you know, if, if we're finding ourselves in a situation where uh, the net impact of policies is that industries that have a historic basis uh, in British Columbia can no longer continue those activities, can no longer continue growing them, um, that could have huge impacts on people's well-being. Um, so, you know, this being an election year, um, it's expected that there would be a change in tone. Uh, I, I do think it's uh, certainly creditworthy that um, they are acknowledging the, the value of, of these jobs, but uh, the proof will be in the pudding. And the pudding has not been baked just yet. One last thing, we also want to chat about concerns raised this week by the BC Restaurants and Food Services Association. What's going on there? Yesterday they hosted a town hall 
and I believe it drew several hundred attendees from the restaurant sector, as well as tons of provincial and local politicians, senior civil servants. Um, and I all came to just talk about the woes and challenges that are facing anyone who runs a food business in B.C. Uh, the message is pretty simple. Uh, restaurants across B.C. are struggling. Over half are not profitable right now. Uh, and the reality is the costs, for a variety of reasons, have gotten very high. Uh, a lot of the challenges they're facing are pretty familiar to business owners of any kind across the province. Uh, there's a labor shortage that's making it hard to find people to put into essential jobs to keep your business running, uh, whether that's uh, servers, cooks, dishwashers, um, you know, even delivery drivers to support the supply chain. Um, there's also a concern with regulatory complexity and uncertainty. Uh, a lot of that is municipal. Um, you know, some municipalities have uh, taken a good approach and uh, really, really supporting local businesses. Others have kind of been behind it and uh, have really struggled to speed up permitting and do things that will enable business owners to continue to make investments to, to create those those jobs. Uh, and then, of course, supply chain issues still continues to be a global issue following the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, you know, many sectors haven't fully recovered from it. Um, and the cost of everything has just gotten way worse. Um, that's a factor that is really, really affecting businesses because of the especially narrow margins that uh, restaurants typically have. Uh, there's not a lot to play with. Uh, consumers as a whole expect low prices. Uh, you know, they don't respond super well to uh, prices going up, even when the cost of delivering uh, those uh, goods and services goes up. Um, so that puts restaurants in an especially precarious place. And given just how much of a vital part of our cultural fabric and our economy they are, uh, whether you're in a small community with some great eats or a large city like uh, Vancouver or Victoria that has tons of wonderful restaurants, we can't afford to be losing uh, those core contributors to, to our economy and to uh, our urban environment. So definitely things to consider for the B.C. government, um, but they've also been noting that uh, carbon pricing uh, could be, uh, well, certainly is a factor in the uh, additional costs the restaurants are facing, as well as proposed uh, or current uh, bans at some places on gas-fired stoves that are constraining um, options for restaurant owners. So lots to think about there, but I certainly hope that the B.C. government is paying attention. Margareta, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. You too. All the best.